0: Tonight is study number 11 of Revelation chapter 16. And we're continuing to read verse 10. Revelation 16, verse 10. And the fifth angel poured out his vial upon the seat of the beast, and his kingdom was full of darkness, and they gnawed their tongues for pain. In our last study, we saw that Satan's seat as he is given the name of the beast during the Great Tribulation period, is a throne or rule over the nations of the world as well as over the corporate church, the churches and congregations. And this comprises his kingdom. It is both the nations as well as the church at the time of the Great Tribulation he rules over all. Now, Uh, If we look up the word kingdom, we find that most often in the New Testament, we read of the kingdom of heaven, the kingdom of God, and so forth. It normally is a word that's used to identify with God's kingdom. But there are a couple of places where um, the word kingdom or plural kingdoms um, is speaking of Satan and his kingdom. In Luke chapter four, when the Lord Jesus Christ is being uh, tempted in the wilderness, we read in Luke four in verse five and six. And the devil taking him up into a high mountain showed unto him all the kingdoms of the world in a moment of time. And the devil said unto him, all this power will I give thee, and the glory of them. For that is delivered unto me, and to whomsoever I will, I give it. And what uh, is being said here is that Satan, the devil, is showing the Lord Jesus Christ the nations of the world, the kingdoms of the world. And he's saying to Christ, If you bow down and, and serve me, then I'll give you all of these nations, for they have been delivered unto me, it's and therefore it's within his power to give it. And, of course, it's an evil thing to one Christ, who is eternal God, to bow down to Satan, who is a fallen angel, just a creature, a rebellious creature. It's a terribly evil thing, but... He is correct that the nations or the kingdoms of the world have been given to him due to the right of conquest back in the Garden of Eden. Once Adam and Eve disobeyed God, they uh, instead believed the lie of Satan, and, and in doing so they served Satan through the lie rather than God through the truth and ever since that time mankind has has been a uh, servant to sin and to satan and and that's how he rules with dominion over the kingdoms of the world well in isaiah 47 in um, the old testament in isaiah chapter 47 we read of babylon and god Um, signals out Babylon often in the Bible as a type and a figure of Satan's kingdom. Satan is typified as the king of Babylon and Babylon the kingdom he rules over and in in a special way um, as over and above other nations. Actually, we read in Isaiah 47 in verse 1. Come down and sit in the dust, O virgin daughter of Babylon. Sit on the ground, there is no throne. O daughter of the Chaldeans, for thou shalt no more be called tender and delicate. And then down in verse 5 of Isaiah chapter 47, it says, Sit thou silent and get thee into darkness, O daughter of the Chaldeans. And Chaldeans uh, are the Babylonians. For thou shalt no more be called the lady of kingdoms. And of course we see the similarity or the relationship between this statement to Babylon, sit silent and get thee into darkness with uh, Revelation sixteen ten, his kingdom was full of darkness, and here God is speaking of Babylon as it is picturing. Satan's rule over all the nations. And we can prove that because of what it says at the end of verse 5, uh, speaking of uh, the daughter of the Chaldeans, Thou shalt no more be called the Lady of Kingdoms. And the Hebrew word translated as Lady is translated as Lady two times, but it is translated as Mistress Seven times. Babylon is the mistress of kingdoms. And a mistress is um, uh, that uh, person or woman who rules over her maidens. For instance, Sarai was a mistress over Hagar, the the, uh, Egyptian maid. And God also uses this word in Psalm... One twenty-three, in verse 2. Behold, as the eyes of servants look unto the hand of their masters, and as the eyes of a maiden unto the hand of her mistress, so our eyes wait upon Jehovah our God until that he have mercy upon us. And the eyes of a servant unto the hand of a master, we understand. Well, to say the eyes of a maiden unto the hand of her mistress is the identical thing. it's the very same thing only in a in a feminine usage uh, it, it's speaking of the woman like Sarai, who is the mistress of her household and she had maidens that did her service who who um, did what Sarai wanted them to do. and that is Babylon over the kingdoms. Babylon is the mistress of kingdoms the kingdoms look unto Babylon for uh, their leadership and direction and Satan the king of Babylon rules over all the kingdoms of the world as uh, he he said in Luke chapter 4 to the Lord Jesus Christ that all the kingdoms have been delivered unto him now in Matthew 12, we read some pertinent information concerning Satan and his kingdom. It says in Matthew 12:25 and 26, And Jesus knew their thoughts, and said unto them, Every kingdom divided against itself is brought to desolation, and every city or house divided against itself shall not stand. And if Satan cast out Satan, he is divided against himself. How shall then his kingdom stand? And we, we know that at the time of the cross, the Lord Jesus Christ bound the strong man and plundered his house or his kingdom. And, and that had to do with the gospel saving individuals that were Uh, "...in bondage to sin and to Satan, captives in the spiritual dungeon of the darkness of kingdom Satan, and the gospel, the word of God, delivered these elect souls that were predestinated to become saved. God's word translated them out of the darkness and into the kingdom of God's dear Son, the Lord Jesus Christ." That, that was uh, the work of God through salvation all through history. He, he was plundering the house of Satan. He was ransacking his kingdom, delivering the elect until the last one to be saved or to be taken from the dark and, and brought into the light until that was accomplished. And it was on were by May 21, 2011. And then God ended his salvation program. The evangelization of the earth was complete. And the completion of God's salvation program is what finally brought to pass the judgment on Satan and his kingdom. The, the final judgment of this world began on May 21, 2011, after God saved the last of the elect, and that's not a coincidence, God uh, worked it out that way. Uh, he he completed the salvation of all those to be saved, and then God turned his attention to Satan and, and to the unsafe people that inhabit Satan's kingdom of this world. And what God did was he poured out the vial of his wrath upon the seat of the beast, Satan's throne, and his kingdom was full of darkness. May 21, 2011 was the end of the Great Tribulation period. The, the end of the 23 years in which God was judging the church, the time of transition, uh, therefore from the judgment on the church to the judgment on the world and God says concerning that time of judgment in Matthew chapter 24 and in verse 29 immediately after the tribulation of those days shall the sun be darkened and the moon shall not give her light and the stars shall fall from heaven and the powers of the heavens shall be shaken and this brought darkness to the kingdom of satan. Now, uh, you might be wondering, well, wasn't Satan's kingdom always full of darkness? Well, yes, he never had salvation, but and and the unsaved never had salvation, so they dwelt in darkness. But God had a salvation plan and a program of sending forth the gospel out into the nations that were in darkness. And and remember, God first brought darkness, spiritual darkness, to the churches and congregations through the rule of Satan. And, and so all the churches of the world went dark during the entire period of the Great Tribulation. There was no light in them. No one was being saved. But, um, uh, after 2300 evening mornings into the great tribulation, the Lord initiated the plan to stretch forth his hand a second time to evangelize the earth. A second outpouring of the Holy Spirit during the time of what the Bible calls the latter rain. And, and, and that was God sending forth his word to save outside of the churches and congregations among the nations of the world, saving a great multitude from every tribe and tongue and people and nation. And, and so tens of millions, scores of millions of people were saved all over the earth. The only condition was, and this is a condition God put upon it, the salvation had to have taken place outside of the church. Church members or those within the churches and congregations of the whole world were not being saved. But outside there was a bountiful salvation taking place as the Lord sent forth His Word in a tremendous way and the Word of God covered the earth like, like the waters cover the sea. And, and it was there that God was saving and so there was much light in the world, not, not of the world, not of Satan, not of his kingdom, but God shining the light through his word into the dark places of this earth, into the nations of the world, and wherever God's word came, there was light, and because it was a time of salvation, the day of salvation, God Uh, was, was brilliantly shining forth the gospel, and it would shine into the hearts of those predetermined individuals that God had selected before the foundation of the world to become saved, and they were saved. But then, once God found the last one of his lost sheep of the house of Israel... The last one whose name was written down in the Lamb's book of life. The last one to be saved, once saved. Then God ended that glorious salvation program. The rain stopped falling. The light of the sun stopped shining. The light of the moon, which points to the word of God or the law of God, the Bible, stopped giving her light and the light of the stars which pointed to the true believers carrying the light of the gospel the word of god into the world likewise stop giving their light as well because their light is dependent upon god and the light that that he determines to uh, to send forth to illuminate the world and so all the light that that emanates forth from the Bible, from God's holy word, ceased to do so, Cease to shine, the, the light went out. God, in numerous places in the Bible, makes a point of emphasizing this truth. It's a tragic truth, but it is the truth. In Revelation 6, in verse 12, and I beheld when he had opened the sick seal. And lo, there was a great earthquake, and the sun became black as sackcloth of hair, and the moon became as blood, and the stars of heaven fell unto the earth, even as a fig tree casteth her untimely figs when she is shaken of a mighty wind. And the heaven departed as a scroll when it is rolled together, and every mountain and island were moved out of their places." Now, God says the heaven departed as a scroll because the scroll is the Bible. And it was the unfolding of the Bible, that that written word of God, that uh, established the lights within the spiritual heaven in a figurative way. And when God rolls up the scroll, then those lights go out. In Revelation 9, in uh, a chapter dealing with Judgment Day, God says in Revelation 9, verse 2, And he opened the bottomless pit, and there arose a smoke out of the pit, as the smoke of a great furnace. And the sun and the air were darkened by reason of the smoke of the pit. Again, judgment day and a darkened sun, and the condition of the pit, and that pit points to hell, rose to the earth, so that the earth took upon itself the, the condition that was previously uh, contained in the pit. Which means the earth has entered into the condition of hell. And and that is a condition of darkness, a condition of smokiness. Um, uh, because smoke relates to the wrath of God. And now the world is under the wrath of God. In Isaiah chapter Thirteen, and I'm just going to read a few verses. There, there are many more that could be added. Isaiah 13, in um, verse nine: Behold, the day of Jehovah cometh, cruel, both with wrath and fierce anger, to lay the land desolate, and he shall destroy the sinners thereof out of it. For the stars of heaven and the constellations thereof shall not give their light. The sun shall be darkened and is going forth, and the moon shall not cause her light to shine. And I will punish the world for their evil, and the wicked for their iniquity. And I will cause the arrogancy of the proud to cease, and will lay low the haughtiness of the terrible. In Joel chapter 2, we read similar language in Joel 2, verse 9. They shall run to and fro in the city. They shall run upon the wall. They shall climb up upon the houses. They shall enter in at the windows like a thief. The earth shall quake before them. The heaven shall tremble. The sun and the moon shall be dark. And the stars shall withdraw their shining. In Joel chapter 3, it says in verse 12, Let the heathen be wakened and come up to the valley of Jehoshaphat. For there will I sit to judge all the heathen round about. Put ye in the sickle, for the harvest is right. Come, get you down, for the press is full. The fats overflow, for their wickedness is great. Multitudes, multitudes in the valley of decision. For the day of Jehovah is near in the valley of decision. The sun and the moon shall be darkened, and the stars shall withdraw their shining. In Zephaniah chapter 1, we are not surprised uh, that, that God says the same thing or, or gives a similar statement. Zephaniah 1 verse 14 The great day of Jehovah is near, it is near and hasteth greatly even the voice of the day of Jehovah. The mighty man shall cry there bitterly. That day is a day of wrath a day of trouble and distress a day of wasteness and desolation. A day of darkness and gloominess. A day of clouds and thick darkness. Judgment Day is a time of darkness. And and yet God tells us in the Gospel accounts a couple of other very important and significant things about this darkness. Number one, in Mark 13... It says, in verse 24, But in those days, after that tribulation, the sun shall be darkened, and the moon shall not give her light, and the stars of heaven shall fall, and the powers that are in heaven shall be shaken. And the significant statement is that it speaks of days, plural, after the tribulation, in which... The sun is dark and the moon's not giving her light and so forth. And that means that time has continued on after the tribulation. Despite all the scripture we just read, that the the sun is dark, the moon doesn't give her light, and the stars fall, the Bible insists that time continues for a period of days after the tribulation. Now here, it's not specific how many days, and Ecclesiastes chapter 12 speaks of evil years in in which the sun is dark, and, and that also gives us some evidence to go on, and we have learned, very likely, that the duration of judgment day, the duration of the spiritual darkness, that the that has overtaken the world after the tribulation, which ended on May 21, 2011, is a timeline or a time duration of 1,600 days. There's a strong likelihood that'll be the case, and that works out to four years and four months and 16 days. And, And by the way, notice all the fours, uh, that are in that number, as well as 1,600 days being 40 times 40, which is 4 times 10 times 4 times 10. It's the number of testing, or the number of testing can be broken down, 4 times 10, 4, pointing to universal 10 completeness, and, and then doubled, 4 times 10 times 4 times 10. And 1,600 days is 4 years, pointing to... The furthest extent of the judgment, four months, again the number four, to reemphasize, and 16 days, which is four times four. It's about as uh, strong an emphasis upon a number as as you could place. Four, the furthest extent of the judgment of the wrath of God, as the blood flowed out of the winepress for 1,600 furlongs, and then ceased to flow. It, it flowed for as far and as long as it could, and the furthest extent of the blood flow, or the life which was uh, extended to the wicked during the time of God's wrath upon them, ceases to to flow at that point. And, and And so that would be the period of time after the tribulation, those days after that tribulation and it is a, a time of darkness now the other verse is in Luke 21 and God and he's in Matthew 24 29 and what we just read in mark 13 he just speaks of the sun being darkened and and yet here in Luke 21 he tells us something else in verse 25. And there shall be signs in the sun, and in the moon, and in the stars, and upon the earth, distress of nations with perplexity, the sea and the waves roaring. And the additional helpful um, comment by God is the word signs. Signs. It's not the actual literal destruction of the sun or the the moon or the stars if uh, after all if they literally were darkened and literally if the stars fell to the earth as revelation 6 says then the earth couldn't continue even for an hour let alone for days their life could not continue to exist if these things happen literally but the bible says there will be days in which they are happening and here is how that can be because there's signs in the sun and the moon and the stars and it's the scroll of the bible that that unveiled lays out the spiritual heavens the these celestial bodies that enlighten the world during the day of salvation and it's the bible rolled up as a scroll that darkens them And the signs are found in the Word of God itself, in the Bible. That's the only legitimate, acceptable place to look for a sign according to the Lord Jesus Christ. The sign of the prophet Jonah can only be discerned in the Bible. That's where you read about Jonah, not looking out into the actual heavens, the physical heavens. And 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 therefore, God is indicating that It's a spiritual judgment. It's spiritual darkness that will overtake the world. And that's the darkness that now has been brought to pass upon the kingdom of the beast. It's full of darkness. God has removed the light of His word, the light of the gospel. There is no more salvation. Therefore, in all the earth during the day of judgment this time period after the tribulation. Thanks for joining us for e Bible Fellowships Evening Bible Studies. You can hear these studies Monday through Friday over Pal Talk, Skype, e Bible Fellowships Webcast Audio, or over your phone.